Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Going well, Connor. God bless you. For anyone who doesn't know, before we started recording, Sean said, I'm going to give you nothing today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like a dry shite of an interviewee and not participate yes. at all. <laughs> do you like comics? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so, this week, Sean, normally I do DC characters and you normally do Marvel characters. Um, and so, this week... I will admit that I was going to do a different character up until the last minute, and then I changed Ooh. my mind. A last minute substitution. A last minute substitution. See. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there was no real reason for this, other than the fact that I like Batman Beyond. Okay? And <laughs> no, you? I do. I like Batman Beyond, the TV show. It's, it's a little ditty of a TV show not many people have heard of. But it's, it's a good one. And right. I will say that it's part of the DCAU, and what we haven't done here really is, I've never really covered a character that is just solely based, origin-wise, in the DCAU. There's normally some cross-reference between the two of them, right. um, but what I've done today is I'm going to do a Batman Beyond villain that probably a lot of people haven't heard of, but I think is very cool. Right, okay. That's I, I'm interested in this. I've seen... Some of Batman Beyond, so mm. hopefully I know who you're talking about. There's also a version of this character in the actual comic books, but I'm going to do the one that I see in Batman Beyond because I feel more connected to that one. If you want to go back and read about the other version, you can, because today I'm going to be talking about Mr. Ira Billings, otherwise known as Spellbinder, Sean. Not familiar at all with Spellbinder, but I am guessing from the name... Magic and such? 
Magic is a... He's not magic. Right, okay. I but love he DC. Is, he is... <laughs> he's not magic, but he is all about... Um, I suppose very similar to Mysterio in a weird way. Oh, oh! so he's a liar. Okay, I love it. He's a liar more so than he's magic, yeah. So, um, there is there is other versions, as I mentioned, but I'm going to be doing the Batman Beyond version, so I'll just be going through like the episodes that he's in and the plotline that he's involved in in that regard, because I just think there's some really good stories that he's involved in, and they kind of give you a, a great overview of this character that you just created for Batman Beyond, because... Yeah. Batman Beyond had an interesting thing that it followed the animated series and so they could have easily just done, okay we're just going to do all of his rogues gallery is Bruce Wade's rogues gallery but 40 years older and they realised very quickly that wasn't going to work and so they decided to come up with their own characters like Ink and there's um, there's Shriek who's also a great character um, and it's just like a lot of really interesting characters that they came up with just for the series itself. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, because you don't want like 40 year, like, not even 40, 80 year old Riddler just like going toe to toe with 20 year old Terry McGuinness every week. Who's in a super powered Batman suit. Not a fair fight, I would say. No, I think they they did it. There was once a fake out with Bane, I think, with the Bane injections were being used, and they were right. like, "Oh man, the Bane injections are being used." And then they found Bane in like this really old retirement home, and his body was just ravaged from using the serum for so long that he was just this mm. really old man that could barely like lift his head. And I, for a minute, I was like, "Oh, they're bringing Bane back. This won't be that fun." But then it it shifted around. I think the only one they really brought back when they brought back Mister Freeze. Mm. Um, yeah. for one episode that was really really good um, they brought back the Joker for the movie but that's technically I'm not going to spoil anything but did no. they bring back the Joker <laughs> we don't know <laughs> who knows who can say <laughs> um, so I will be covering Mr. Spellbinder Sean so Spellbinder as I've said Ira Billings he's a high school psychologist at Hamilton High Hill High which is where Terry McGinnis goes to Okay. Billings felt that he was underappreciated and underpaid while helping troubled children deal with their problems. To that end, he later devised a plan to mind control wealthy students to steal valuables from their parents. See, he's gone from zero to a hundred there, <laughs> in that he could have asked for a pay rise, probably. Yeah, and also he can mind control people, so why don't you just mind control the principal? To give you a pay rise. Yeah, or to just give, like, mind control the bank to give you a load of money. It's yeah. not right, but it's better than mind controlling kids. His first victim was Miss uh, a Chelsea Cunningham, a classmate of Mr. Terry McGuinness, who is Batman in this world. Right. Um, whom he made believe that she was experiencing a jungle exploration in search of an artifact, which was, in actuality, a valuable statuette that belonged to her father. He had Chelsea throw the artifact in a volcano, but in truth it was a local stream from which Spellbinder later retrieved the very valuable object. That's quite cool. And I imagine Mm. that looks really good animated as well. In terms of visually, he's very cool in terms of like, he can create a scenario that you just think you're in this place. Yeah, he'll create a whole world. Now, this was their first uh, version of where he came in, and it was just very basic in terms of he's imagining just to get you to steal from your parents. But as it goes on, his stories get 
much I think he he gets better every time he turns up because right. they find they get a bit more of a grasp of his powers. But um so as Ira Billing, Spellbinder covered his tracks by describing Chelsea's actions as a mean of gaining attention from her distant father because he's the psychologist or uh, the psychiatrist from the school. And so he so, can cover his tracks that way. That's clever. So they, his parents come in and they're like, why is she acting weird? He's like, I don't know, man. She's just like that. She's looking for attention, I think. If she's acting out. It's very common in people her age. The man was working as the curator of the... Um, Sorry, I should say, the, the following night, Spellbinder brainwashed the father of another victim, uh, of another student. The man was working as the curator at the Gotham City Museum of Fashion. Spellbinder made him believe he was also in a jungle war zone, trying to save a fellow soldier. But in reality, the man was carrying for the villain priceless gow, uh, a priceless artifact out of the building. So he's, imag- he's making him imagine it's like a dead soldier that he's carrying into safety in a battlefield. But he's actually just carrying the really heavy artifact out for him. <laughs> he loves his jungles, this man, doesn't he? <laughs> he does love his jungles. Um, later that week, Spellfinder infiltrated the wedding of the mother of yet another one of Terry's friends. Oh, and made my her believe God. She, she, was an a- she was on an alien planet. She threw her jewellery off, ble- believing them to be insects, thus allowing Spellbinder to then retrieve her jewellery. So it's he all just about went on the mind. Floor and picked it up. It's very. It's like uh, the scarecrow toxin as well. Like he just puts them in a different world, so then they just react in a certain way and get something for him, or they get rid of something valuable that they have. That like that is cool, and he's not actively harming anyone either. Like, but well, he's fucking with their minds. But ah, look, he's fucking with their minds. <laughs> so when do you need your mind, Sean? Never, no, not once. No, you definitely don't. Um, oh, so, nice. so interestingly, though, Terry McGinnis in the series, he works for a kind of rich man known as Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. and. Um, Bruce Wayne is known to have uh, he, Terry is known to be helping Bruce after school al- around it and so Billings summons Terry to talk to him about the radical changes in his life following the death of Terry's father but really Billings wanted information on Mr. Bruce Wayne and his valuables later that night Terry is brainwashed by Billings under the guise of Spellbinder um, Terry was stealing from Wayne, believing himself to be participating in a supermarket-themed game show. <laughs> Terry is eventually snapped back to reality and chases after Spellbinder. With the help of Bruce, Terry was able to overcome the villain's mind control technology, and then he defeats an unmasked Spellbinder who's later arrested. So that is, he he went one too far by taking on Terry. Yeah, and Terry like snapped himself out of it. Was that it? Um, I think yeah, he figured it out. He was right, like, okay. this, this, like, this is not real. Sense. Yeah, because he's Batman. So it makes he's sense. Batman. Yeah, he's very smart. Um, now, that's his first outing as the villain. And you're thinking, okay, he's kind of... he He's just, by the numbers, he brainwashes people into just stealing um, jewellery and such. But months later, he comes back in an episode called Hooked Up. And Spellbinder creates an illegal VR room which offers runaway teens their idolised version of their lives, but they under the condition that they work for him as thieves. So, right. addicted to the machines, they agree to steal. So, what happens is, they turn up, and he gives you a VR machine, you put it on, and it's basically your perfect life. Like, 
everything is perfect. And he might give you an hour and then he takes it away. And then right. you come back the next day and he's like, okay, here's another hour. I'll, it's on the house. Here's another hour. And then he takes it away. Very sim- I mean, it's, it's basically he's drugging them up. And yeah, so, yeah, it's a very thinly veiled metaphor for drugs. Yeah, and so when he turns back up, when they turn back up, and he's like, I will give it to you, but you have to do this thing for me. And then they start getting the shakes, like, no, I want to go back into the, into the like, my happy place. Like, yes. this real world is shit. Yeah, it's like that thing in Inception, where, like, people spend all their time in the dream world because they're happier there. Yeah, and so they agree to steal for him. Um, but also to bring in new teens in order to replace those who had been rendered comatose due to serotonin overdoses, which Fuck. is one of the effects of the VR. Too much of a good thing. Too much of a good thing. So he basically gets them to steal from him, and then there's like, tell your friends. Tell your friends if they want to also come, because I'm after having three deaths already this week, and they're all thieves that I need to use. <laughs> yeah, so I am running out of kids. Now, where this comes in is Maxine Gibson, who is Terry's friend, and she's kind of his oracle in the series. And um, she was investigating the disappearance of some of the teens, because all of her friends in school are all, like, disappearing, and she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And so she comes into this VR room, and she uh, gets addicted to it, because he hooks her up to one, just... He does the thing of like she's just she's like playing undercover and she's like puts one on, but yeah. in her fantasy world, Maxine still lives with both of her parents, uh, even though her parents are divorced in real life, and her older sister. With her family being very supportive of her overachievements and they love her for everything, and so she Fuck. becomes addicted then. Yeah, because she's not happy with the life she has mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so, it, what Spellbinder does is he basically, he preys on these troubled teens and just brainwashes them to become his minions, That's <laughs> in funny. a way. It, 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 but it's also like, it's very like, of the t- it's like, that's how, that, that's the message they give to kids about like drugs and drug dealers isn't falling in with the wrong crowd and how they, the first one is free and all that. And how the episode ends is that Maxine, like, Batman is obviously... Terry turns up and he's like, this is fucked. You're all being brainwashed. And I think he tries to take Terry out and Maxine comes to her senses. But it's like... It's a really cool episode in the series itself in terms of... Basically, Terry looks at Maxine and is like... Even though that's a better world, that's not real life. Like, like life sucks. And it's yeah. hard, and we just gotta get on with it and wake up tomorrow. And she's like, but I want to go back in. And it reminds me, there's an episode of Buffy called Lie to Me, where there's a, there's a moment where a guy wants to turn, one of her friends from school wants to turn into a vampire because he's dying of, um, right. he's dying of cancer. He only has four months to live. And he's like, I want to become a vampire. So she's like, that's bad. He's like, I've got four months to live. And so now she's in this really fucked position where she's like, do I I let him live forever or do I kill him? (laughs) Yeah, and it is just like, which is better in the end? And so there's a bit at the end where Giles says to, uh, is talking and she's like, does life ever get easier? And And then before he answers, she goes, lie to me. And he goes, oh yeah, everything goes perfect. Everything's black and white. Everything's great. And that's this episode... And this episode reminds me of that in terms of like Terry has that chat where he's just like everything is not black or white. Like it's it's good there, but it's not real. Like you need to just get on with your life here. And it's like it's actually probably 
the series didn't really need to go that deep, but it, it does. It's, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a good series, and Spellbinder's great for that because he gives people everything they want, but without giving them anything. Exactly, yeah. Like, it, it, none of it is real. Like, it, none of it actually matters. Whereas, like, everything in your life that you're already experiencing, that's what you should be focusing on. Even if it's not perfect, it's real. Mm. And... Where um, Spellbinder, I think my favourite episode of Spellbinder and shows kind of where he can lead, where he can have like a massive impact is that there's an episode called Eyewitness and Spellbinder escapes prison and tries to frame Batman for murder as revenge for having Batman ro- arrest him for the last few times. Yeah. And so it starts with basically Batman is fighting um, one a villain that I described I think last week on Movie Monday it's called Mad Stan and Terry um, is like chasing Mad Stan into this parking garage and he stops him. Like, he take, I think Mad Stan is about to do something. He, he stops him, punches him, and knocks him out. But yeah. Spellbinder projects an illusion to Commissioner Barbara Gordon in which Terry kills Mad Stan, thus making him a fugitive of the law. Right. <laughs> so, he, Ter- Barbara Gordon is the commissioner at this point and she turns up. And what he does is, instead of actually getting involved in the fight, he just, he does very Mysterio-like things, where he projects something that people are seeing that isn't actually happening. That's quite cool. I like that he never gets his hands, like, he'll, like, comatose some kids, but he doesn't get his hands dirty (laughs) in terms of framing and things like that no and so Batman is immediately like a fugitive of the law and so the whole episode is him basically running away and Barbara Gordon knows he's Terry McGuinness and basically comes to Bruce and he's like he's a killer and Bruce is like he's not a killer he definitely isn't he definitely didn't kill him and she's like no I seen it with my own eyes and so Bruce is like okay I have Barbara Gordon telling me you killed someone and Terry's like I definitely didn't he's like who do I believe because why would she lie either yeah, none of this adds up. Like, um, So with the help of Bruce Wayne, Batman is able to clear his name after exposing Bell- Spellbinder in front of the commissioner, revealing his plan. So what happens is, at the end, it basically breaks down that he goes to... I think it ends in the cinema that Bruce goes to, like, as a child. Like, oh, he's fuck. hiding out in the abandoned cinema, Terry is, and all the police are all outside, and they all have guns just pointed at the door, and they're like, we're going to arrest you, you're a murderer. You've gone too yeah. far. And he's just like on his... It's very Mask of the Phantasm, where he's just on his last, like... He's tried everything like to get away. Stand. And he's just like, I can't do anything. And then he just... There's just a slight distortion past the police officers. And then that's when he clocks. And he's just like, there's something there. There's something else going on here. And so he flies past him. And Barbara Gordon's like, "What? where's he going? And he just drop kicks like tin air. And it turns out Spellbinder is like a whole illusion around himself that he's there Fuck. like brainwashing them all or showing them something that they don't see. Yeah, but and he if he just caught that little flicker and that's all he needed. Yeah, as Spellbinder was being apprehended, he momentarily stopped to mock Gordon, telling her that her plan had worked so easily because she was belie- prepared to believe the worst possible outcome. So it basically, Barbara is always mm. like, he's too young. He's he's not he's not good enough, Bruce. Like he he's too he's too much of a wild card. And so the, it just takes one little thing from Spellbinder to knock her over the edge to be like he's a killer. Yeah, that's interesting for a character that Batman like, uh, sorry Bruce Wayne would like just trust implicitly. Like, 
Mm. It's interesting that she's so untrusting of Terry. And the episode ends with Mad Stad, who is a villain. He actually ends in one of the VR rooms, dreaming of his ambition of destroying Gotham City Hall, thus ending the bureaucratic nightmare. So he's just like stuck in this VR room and he thinks he's he's like causing the world to change and he's in his perfect... So you're just like, he took out one of these villains by just putting this on him and he just completely ended one of the major villains from Batman Beyond. That's wild. That is... Yeah. And... It's it's kind of fucked. Is it's totally fucked actually? Because even though he's a villain, he doesn't deserve to just like dream until he's in a coma. No, he'll just he'll just go into a coma of serotonin eventually. Because when you're in there, you're still moving and you're still yeah. like sweating and you're still shouting. So in terms of powers and abilities, so there's spellbinders like three major episodes. I would definitely highly recommend Eyewitness or um, Hooked Up. They're probably the two best ones. Okay. Um, and so as a in his powers and abilities, as a trained child psychologist, uh, psychologist, Billings was able to procure sensitive information regarding his patient's parents' valuables. So he, he's basically taking advantage of them talking to him and using it in his tests. Yeah. Okay. Like, not not a great move for a psychiatrist, but he's using what he has to his advantage. <laughs> um, he, Billings is also gifted in the field of virtual reality technology and is able to induce lifelike hallucinations ranging from nightmarish to idyllic, depending on what he wants. So he can turn it nightmarish if you turn on him. That's... So instead of like you living in your ideal world where everything's great, he can put you in your worst fucking nightmare. Yeah, I... It could get to the point where you're like, oh, I didn't get to rob that statue you wanted. Oh, yeah, go back into the VR room there. Don't worry about it. And then he turns it into the nightmare, so you're in a nightmare realm for another hour. That's that's twisted. Or, like, yeah. however long he wants to leave you in there. Yeah, just until you learn your lesson. That's that's ridiculous. That's, that's a weird, sinister detail. I like that. <laughs> Um, his primary weapons of choice was either the eye located on the palm of his left hand or an eyeball-shaped sphere that feeds hallucinations inside the victim's mind. The te- this technology not only could induce visual and auditory illusions, but also induce fake smells. So they really do think that, that anything they see is happening. Yeah, it's not like it's just, oh, it looks and sounds right. It like smells, and presumably if they like ate food, it would taste perfect as well. But also, if they see, say he does, like, a nightmare scenario where he shows them, like, their parents are, their house blowing up, mm. they would smell the smoke That's of false. the explosion. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Spellbinder uses one such projection against Batman, causing him to believe that he was leaping from a cliff towards a waterfall's basin. In actuality, he was falling towards the traffic street below. Um Terry recounted that during the hallucination he could smell the water that he was about to hit. Fuck. (laughs) Isn't that cool? That's ridiculous. He just made him dive into traffic. Yeah, and he just gives... His great um, thing is he overdoses you on serotonin sometimes as well. Yeah, so like he'll just happy you to death. Yeah, and I think that's like a really interesting villain motive. Are going about it. Instead of blowing everybody up, he's like, I'm just going to happy you into a coma. And then you're out of my hair. Unless you keep stealing from me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, 
he also proves to be a master of stealth, able to elude his pursuers with ease. He would often combine stealth alongside his mind control technology and holograms. Um, during their tra- chase through Wayne's Manor's gar- Wayne Manor's garden, Spellbinder hid behind trees and was able to get Batman and threw one of his eye-shaped spheres at him, causing Batman to endure a zombie hallucination while Spellbinder began beating Batman over the head. So oh, Terry sick. thinks there's loads of zombies on top of him, but Spellbinder's just on top of him, punching him in the face <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> just getting free hits on Batman. <laughs> exactly. Um, so in terms of uh, trivia, the only bit of trivia I have is that um, Ira Billings Spellbinder is related to the lesser villain, Delbert Billings, in name only. So Delbert Billings is... Um, he's the Spellbinder in the comic books. And oh, his powers... Okay. Uh, Ira Billings, his powers, skills, technology, and modus operandi are closer to those used by Scarecrow, or Scarecrow and the Mad Hatter. Basically, he's like the Scarecrow right. and the Mad Hatter combined. That's a pretty good combo. That's a tough it one is. to beat in a fight. Yeah. So how it's? I think he's like the DC version of Mysterio, really. Yeah, in that like he he tricks you into believing that you're in danger, uh, mm. like. And, and and he can cause you to like actually jump into traffic, but most of the time it's just like he'll convince you that oh that you killed that person or this person committed murder and all this. That's a really also, cool should, way of going about it. I should mention that in the episode where Batman thinks he kills Mad Stan, he turns up at the morgue, and Spellbinder's in the corner hiding, but like he's invisible. And so mm. when Batman opens up, he's like, he's definitely not dead. I didn't kill him. So when he opens up the trolley, Mad Stan's body is there. Oh, and he's shit. just like, I did kill him. Oh, shit. So he, oh, so even though he knows he didn't kill him, he, he as far as he's, like, he's seen the body at this point. Yeah, so now he's like, I did kill him. Oh, fuck, Bruce is right. I'm a killer. That's ridiculous. I love that. That's good. Yeah. I need to give those episodes a watch. Yeah, I think Spellbinder is probably one of the best that came out of the series. I just thought I'd do something different this week and introduce people to a character that they, unless they've seen the series, they probably have never even encountered. Yeah, like a like an, an animated only character for much of it. Mm. Like I, I get their similarities between the other guy, but like this iteration of this character is just in the animated show. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's it for my report, Sean. Excellent. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Please. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thanks goes out to everyone on the Patreon who supports us. Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Twitter at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire podcast or Detective Devilman's discussion group. Um, Instagram, Heroes for Hire podcast. Heroes for Hire underscore Outlook.com is the email if you want to send that in over that way. And most importantly, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Meehan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.